And welcome back, everyone, to episode number six of the Post Game Overtime podcast. It's been a couple of days since we recorded, but uh, we're back here. How's it going? Ah, it's going good. Yeah, you're right. a little off schedule, but it is what it is. Didn't yeah, get happen. that Monday epi in there, but you know what? There wasn't. We we needed. There were some things happening in the sports world. We won't go into it now, but there was a lot going on that. We we were we were sitting and observing, wouldn't you say? We were less trying to re- report and interact with the news, and we were more just kind of taking taking the back seat and taking in what we were witnessing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we were kind of just riding the wave of of everything that was was going on in the sports world, and just kind of letting all of it uh, build up. So then we've got no shortage of things to talk about here. Not at all. So, shall we get right into it? Today will be a bit of a quicker one. So, why don't we get right into the action with the yes, NFL Conference Championships? What incredible games. Holy Hannah. Kickers for the win. Yeah. And just kicking it, baby. It's just they're, they're killing it. It's the story of the playoffs is the kickers. It really is. Also, I think the other story of the playoff is fucking Joey Burr, Joe Shiesty, Joey Franchise, Joey Nuts, Big Dick, Swinging, Touchdown, Bringing, Super Bowl, Potentially Winning, Burrow. Fucking absolute. That's a lot of nicknames. Yeah, a few of them I just gave him right now, so. (laughs) No, he's been absolutely incredible. Um, to watch the entire playoffs, and you know he he kind of shows uh, showing everyone what he can do, and that he he deserves to be in consideration at the best of the best. One hundred percent, and I think that he's arrived. It was it was easy to look over him last year when he went down with the ACL injury. There's so much always going on in the NFL, and there is such a fresh crop of quarterbacks coming in this year that I think it would have been very easy for him to fly under the radar and kind of not make a splash this year, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I completely agree. And it's great to see him finally uh, not only just excel in at the NFL level, but now we he's getting the recognition that he properly deserves, so I, I couldn't be happier for him. 100%. Um, unfortunately, so uh, it, it is a tough game because Mahomes played a good game. And the Chiefs, they played a good game, as much as they don't like to say it. For the first half. What for the first half? So what was the biggest difference maker? In the second half. Now, in the second half, Cincinnati did get the touchdown near the end there to go in with something, to go in with 10 to the locker room. But coming out, their defense was the biggest difference in that second half. They shut out KC until the fourth quarter, like shut them out in the third quarter, then only gave up three in the fourth quarter after a seven and 14 first and second quarter, respectively. Like, and then gets the interception to win it in OT. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean performances from that defense. How about it? Yeah, and I think the the biggest kind of key points that I had for the game um came both from the from the Bengals defense. Obviously, mm. 
Um, you know, Kansas City's up uh, 21 to three. And then yeah. Cincinnati gets a touchdown. So now it's only a two score game. And yeah. then with a minute 10 left, Mahomes marches on down the field. And mm-hmm. it was I, it was only with like two seconds left or something in the first half. Oh. But instead of going for the field goal, Kansas City wanted to punch it another touchdown. Yep. And he did a little side pass to Tyree Kill, who then I think it was Eli Apple uh, mm-hmm. stopped, stopped him on the one yard line and like pulled yep. him back. And for yep. me, that's where the entire game changed because now, now it's yeah, it's only a eleven point game rather than it now being you know eighteen. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's where the entire tide changed for the game. I thought, yeah, that was that was a momentum shifter big time because that was that was not only the offense doing what they needed to do right, finally getting it in gear and getting that touchdown, but the defense going, all right, we're we're here too now. Like this isn't this isn't a one phase game. Yeah, we're and gonna then, win this on both phases of the field, and 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 because that, that's the only way you can beat the Chiefs. You can't. Mahomes and unfortunately, Mahomes is just too good to get in a shootout with that guy. Like there's some quarterbacks yeah. in offenses you can get into a shootout with, and and understand you know you got a good chance of coming out of there. Casey's the one. You leave 13 seconds on the damn clock. They'll win it. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. And, and going for what I was saying, the other um, mm-hmm. key thing that I noticed in the game was, again, with, with the Bengals' defense as, as an entirety. But, you know, mm-hmm. Kansas City just who, get, who just got, like, they just couldn't get anything going in the second half. But then, you know, as Mahomes and uh, their, the, the Chiefs' offense does, they were just marching down the field at the end of the game, looking – for a touchdown to to win the game. Yeah. And when it really mattered in like the last minute, the Bengals defense just was incredible. And I, yeah. And and then they had that one big sack on, uh, I was just going to say that that's huge. Sack the, one, the one big sack on Mahomes, And then, so they have to just kick the field goal to send it to overtime. Mm-hmm. And then the chiefs, the chiefs, once again, you know, they win the coin toss to start with the ball in overtime. But I felt like just that big stop that the Bengals defense had at the end, that just generated so much like piss and vinegar for them, momentum. And they went out and yeah. they they did what they had to do to start their time. And then they got that key interception and it was it was game over from there. Yeah. It was after after that. And you know, it just it it really was working out for them. You know, they get that interception, then they go down, and it's looking like a position where, okay, McPherson's going to have to make maybe a really long kick. Nope, they get it in. Oh, they get it even more. Oh, they get it even more. And now it's he's making a chip shot to win it. Like, it just, it really felt to come together in that second half in overtime. Yeah, and it it was absolutely just incredible to watch, especially, like, just that. I mean... Yeah, I, I think both of us sitting here last week, we were we were pretty much saying we want the Bengals to win, but mm. it didn't look it didn't look very likely. So I'm I'm very happy to be wrong when I said that the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, I, I really want the Bengals to win, so I couldn't be happier for them and yeah. the fans even. Oh my god, well. <laughs> the fans, the team, just just everyone, and talk about a total team game, and and obviously Burrow has a lot to do with this as well, but. Props to the O-line. That was something we were saying. They went from nine to one sack allowed. Yeah. Like, that's good. And now, you know, Burrow was scrambling back there and 
And there were a couple of plays where he was moving around that pocket gorgeously, if I may say. But that that was something you know we were talking about, and I think everyone was talking about needed to be changed for the Bengals if they wanted to have a chance against the Chiefs. And if you can sack Mahomes four times, which the Bengals defense did, props to you. Yeah, and it. I think another kind of um, big takeaway I get from it is just how exciting it's going to be for years to come now, because now you've got that AFC. You know, oh you've already God. got you've got a lot of you know young and upcoming guys, but then you've got like the Chiefs that have have proven to be dominant for years. The Bills, who are always right there, they just can't get over the hump there that the Kansas City Chiefs are. And now you yeah. throw the Bengals into the mix, and that's yeah. three young stud quarterbacks that you're that's going to control that side for the next and, 10 to 15 years so it's going to be so horses, give mac jones a little credit in that division i know he wasn't there this year also well, I'm, I'm just talking about guys that have, have proven to true but you said for 10 years to come they will control that division well they're, they're going to be it's always going to kind of revolve with those three teams and obviously there's you know for sure you will be some and I would say I would give more right now to Justin Herbert than Mac Jones. I was just going to say, I think Herbert's in there as well. But, like, it could easily change next year because who knows what's uh, going to happen with the Chargers and the Pats, who yeah. I have really high hopes for going into next season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, honestly. So, Wait, I was going to say, what does that tell you? What does that tell you when we're talking about, like, all these AFC teams and quarterbacks, and we don't even mention Lamar Jackson anymore. <laughs> like, we just totally just blow. I over think he's there. No, I think he's there. I just he's just kind of hanging around now. He's still good, but yeah, see, yeah, yeah guy, he's still amazing. I think he's funny. I think he's funny as shit. But... Brady, Brady really praises him a lot. Him and Brady seem close. Yeah. Did yeah, you did put you that st- thing on his? Yeah. I was gonna say what he put, and I was like, I we'll really thought there. it would have. I really thought it would have been like a Joe Burrow or something who. I just the Super Bowl. So I just, I just thought yeah. it was very awkward that it was Lamar of of all people. But I, I yeah. didn't see what Brady sees in him. So. Yeah, I. Well, I, it's funny. Talk about a guy with the completely opposite play style. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, couldn't be more different. And maybe that's why they have that respect. Selfishly, I wanted it to be Mac Jones, who he was shouting out. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I was wanting that. I think, you know, Kyler Murray would have been fun. I think I was thinking if it would have been any anyone, I wouldn't have been shocked if it was uh, Allen or Mahomes. I'm really glad you actually threw Kyler Murray into the mix there for once. I'm very happy to hear well, everyone's got to put a Make-A-Wish I... kit in there once in a while. <laughs> or even um, like someone like Derek Carr. I, I, I'm just going to gloss over that. I, I, yeah, no, I'm just going to, we're just going to blow by that. But uh, honestly, great game all around by the Bengals. Excited to see what's to come for them. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think they have a team of the future for sure. And I think they have guys they can build around. And we've seen this in the past with, you know, a, 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 a league as big as the NFL. Players can sometimes pick and choose in free agency and go, I want to I play with this guy. 
Um, and that does happen sometimes. That happened a lot with Brady. I think we could see this starting to happen with Burrow and with Chase. I think guys are going to go, you know, I want to be on this team. I want to be aligned with this energy, with this youth, with these guys. So yeah, I, I think they're going to have a long, sustainable team to come. Yeah, and exactly like uh, what you said, you know, how a lot of times guys for agency want to go to play with one guy. We talked, uh, it was like last week or something about Juju and how there, he was, you know, kind of interested in the Chiefs. Yeah. And the other day he said he, he, he would honestly wouldn't mind going to Dallas because he, he said it is very intriguing to play with a guy like Dak Prescott. So there you go. So it does so. happen. It it very it very much does. Shall we move on to the second game? Yes. Let's do the, it. The divisional rivals here, uh, the Rams and 49ers. It, I honestly, I thought you seemed a little exactly sad, but I realized you're salty. No, it was it was exactly what I thought this game was going to be like. Honestly, yeah, yeah. It like it, you know, more of a, a kind of a lower scoring game. Um, yeah. kind of right, right close. Like we said, you know, w- around the three point range and, mm-hmm. and everything I thought, I thought this game was going to be was, uh, was what, what it turned out to be. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, props to Stafford on a good game. Um, I thought he had a good game personally. He went 31 for 45, uh, with 337 yards, two tutties. You know, yeah, I thought he was incredible. Cooper was... But Cooper Cup had an awesome game. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. Maybe I'm too hard on Stafford. Um, I, I think he's great. I think he looked great in that game. But that's just like you look at who's around him with Higby, Jefferson, Beckham, Cup, Acres. You know, like Michelle. Even though Michelle really didn't have much receiving production, it just yeah. it it kind of feels like like everything is there now. Talk about someone who's time in and time out doing it all. Holy hell, do I feel bad for Debo Samuel. What a tough loss for him. Yeah, I, and it was very clear, you know, the game ended, everyone's kind of leaving, and he just sat on the bench. I think he had the towel over his head. Like, you could just see how dejected he was. And, like, it was, yeah, it was difficult to watch. And I think everyone could, because you saw a lot of Rams players coming up to him and chatting with him. Yeah, because they yeah they all respected what he did this season and knew that mm-hmm. that he he really deserved to to be moving on. But yeah, I mean it's it's the way the game goes. He's still a a great young player in the league. He's got many years to come. So I think him, I think him on a team like the Patriots or a team, like a team like even the um the forty nine um. um the Cardinals. I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed like, to it, but <laughs> like, I, just, I would love. I would just love to see him with like. I have no hate on Jimmy G. He's not an amazing quarterback, but I do feel like he's a bit of a boring quarterback. He's yeah. not like I think at best he's gonna win in a system at best. Yeah, and that's exactly I, what he is. Yeah, and I think Debo can really function. Well, on I think a creative offense, and I think uh, an explosive offense, like a Kyler Murray, Kingsbury-led um, 
I don't know. Like it, it feels like there's some teams that just they take offense more excitingly than other teams, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I completely oh. agree. And even another guy that I would throw on that is is George Kittle. Yeah, you know I wholeheartedly yeah. believe he is just as good as Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. But it's you know kind of the system he's in here, and with Jimmy G, he, you know mm-hmm. maybe maybe one maybe like two to three games a season he'll pop off and just be dominant. But then other than that, he's just kind of, you know, he, he's not a game changer. He's just kind of there yeah. and, you know, we'll get a few catches, maybe a touchdown here and there. And yeah, like I, yeah, it's, it's tough there. And mm-hmm. yeah. I, mean, I think it, it's going to change. Cause I think, you know, it's pretty clear that Jimmy G is, is done with the 49ers, but. And I think if Lance can can make something of his year too, this could be huge, right? Like this It'd is, I think, incredible. his opportunity. That, and I hope he he sees it as he is being handed a bit of a team without a quarterback. Like I think this feels a little bit like and and less discredit to Alex Smith, but this feels like a little bit like the Chiefs before Mahomes because they went to the playoffs with. Um, Alex Smith. Yeah. And they did well without, they did an amazing year with Alex Smith. They were a good team, but he just, I don't know if was the guy to get them over that hump. And obviously there were some other things tweaked, but Mahomes comes in and, and the team is already there. And I think, you know, if Lance can make something of this, I think he's a really exciting opportunity to take up something that's already there. Yeah, I couldn't. I completely agree with all that, and it's it's so exciting to think because if he's already coming in where he's got you know Mozart when he's back next year and healthy, and then mm. he's got Debo Kittle Ayuk who kind of had a bit of a down year, but if yeah. Lance can come in and work with all those weapons, like if you think about that division next year, you've got the Rams who you know where where they're at right now speaks for itself, the Cardinals who who are on the rise. The 49ers, if, if it all plays out with Trey Lance stepping in there. And then the Seahawks, who, you know, are, are kind of maybe more middle of the pack now, but having a healthy Russell Wilson back next year, potentially. Like, that yeah. could be a really just insane division and so many great divisional games we could get next year. Mm-hmm. And now, I don't know what everyone's contracts is, but I will say this with LA, and we've seen it happen before, especially the year they went to the playoffs and lost to the Patriots. The next year, they stunk. Because yeah. they go out and buy these teams, and they and they rent these players, and they get these quick contracts of big guys, and not long-term sustainable deals, or they don't manage their cap, and stuff like that, and they're not able to repeat. So I will be curious to see the longevity of the Rams and if they're able to, what, what they're able to do next year. Yeah, and I also want to point out, like it, it kind of gets overshadowed because Cooper Cup, you know, obviously 142 yards and two touchdowns, but Odell, mm-hmm. I mean, he had 113 yards and some of them were actually pretty key catches in the game. Yeah. Like that, like him, you know, leaving the Browns and then just signing with the Rams is, just been huge for them mm-hmm. and i think a lot i mean a lot bigger than i thought it was going to be um be you can say he left before. the browns to the bedroom if you get what i'm saying 
Holy fuck. I, I wish I didn't, but I, I totally get that. Um, honestly, though, I, I thought it was a great game by both teams. Yeah. yeah I, I, I didn't expect and the 49ers to win. Yeah, I, I really couldn't see them winning. I just, as much as I do like Jimmy G, he holds a really big place in my heart, and I have his jersey. I do own a Jimmy G jersey for the 49ers. Let fuck, that I be nothing. I actually... I was. I think I wore that one time because I lost a bet with you, and I think it's I had a, to wear it. Yeah, because it's the greatest jersey ever. He's good. <laughs> I like him. I'm. Oh, I'm getting a Joe Burrow jersey. I also have a Cam Newton Patriots jersey, so I like yeah, my jerseys. <laughs> now that's a good jersey. That's a jersey. The Cam Newton Patriots jersey. Oh, that's a collector's item. I mean, yeah, honestly, you're you're one of probably very few people who have one and, and are proud to have it. So <laughs> I'll, get, well I'll give you credit said. on that. Well said. Um, yeah, overall, great game. I really think, um, uh, you know, we're, we're going to cover the Super Bowl next week. Um, Pro Bowls this week. Mac Jones is in the Pro Bowl. Shout out. But uh, we can talk a little bit more about that potentially on a weekend episode or when our next few episodes are. Uh, we got some stuff in the works for you. But looking on to looking past the Super Bowl, quickly looking on to next year before the end of the episode, um, I am I am excited to see what the 49ers are able to do because I do think with a solid quarterback and not to not to shit on Jimmy G, but. Not even a solid quarterback, because I think he's a solid system quarterback. I think with an exciting quarterback, they have an ability to be quite, quite exciting as a team. Yeah, I think, I think, and I, when it comes down to it, I think, you know, Jimmy G has obviously been there, done that. He has got him to a Super Bowl and, you know, as, as some people would argue, they should have won that game. Um, he, you know, he's been there and done that, but it's just, it's becoming a little bit more and more clear that they need, um, you know, to just kind of maybe shake it up a bit. And he's just, yeah, he, he can't get it done. Um, and you know what? I mean, they drafted Trey Lance for a reason. And I think Jimmy G yeah. knew that going into this season. Um, and you know what? He, he went out there and I mean, fuck, got into the top four in the end. So he did everything yeah. he could and left it all out there. and. He really did, and it, it wasn't enough. But you know what? I I still say good on him for more than twenty other and, quarterbacks. Yeah, and he still went out there and did what he could. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I don't have a ton for this week, but do you want to do a quick clown report? Actually, I was just gonna touch on something because you're talking about the pro. Oh, have, yeah. have you did did you see what happened today? Um, who won the like the fastest uh, like player thing? No, um, but it was it was Tyreek Hill, uh, Makai Parsons, Tavon Diggs, and who else? Uh, Chubb. Chubb, that's right. Who won? I'm guessing Hill, but who won? I'm, I don't want to say for sure because it was kind of hard till then. Tyreek Hill actually came in last. I'm pretty sure. No. It was it was either third or fourth. He was in. Yeah. Just for the uh, record, Scotty Miller said he's faster than Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Now, obviously, Scotty Miller's not in the Pro Bowl, but 
Oh, my boy Scotty in there. Hey, hey, next year. (laughs) Next year for sure. Next year for sure. But uh, Um, it was actually actually Makai Parsons who won. Oh, good on him. Wow. He went went tarps off for it, and yeah, he won. Actually, really impressive for his position, if you think about it. Like to exactly, have, yeah. So he's a linebacker, right? Yeah, I'm a rookie linebacker, and yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm pretty sure from what I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Parsons, then Chubb, then Diggs, and then Hill. Whoa. Yeah. So. Well. Pretty pretty crazy, if you ask me. He's getting old. Um, no. he they're, they're all they're all just fucking <laughs> ridiculous. So I shouldn't even comment. Should we quickly I do mean, a clan report? Oh no! Oh, oh. I I see I see why I wasn't invited because like obviously if I was there it'd be, it'd be a totally different story. But yeah, they don't invite gingers. Didn't you know that? Eat shit. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not, dude. That wasn't that wasn't being rude. Why do you think Andy Dalton or Carson Palmer weren't there? Because they're too good. Yeah. No. Well, both. I'm actually a little disappointed. Becomes great talent. What? I am a little disappointed because I would have loved to. Um, I would have just. I even if they just did it for fun, I would have loved to see Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson just go head to head in me. You really think Murray's up there with Jackson? Yeah, I feel like that would have actually been like really exciting to just watch the two of them. They don't got to worry about getting hit. They don't have to hold the ball. Just like straight up, just sprinting. I actually think that'd be a that would be the most exciting like ten seconds of my life. Until Kyler Murray lost, and then just started being like, "Oh, and I'll play Warzone instead," and just hops on some Clash Royale and just fucking sits in the corner and pouts. Non non bedroom related, the most exciting ten seconds of my life. There you go. All right. Anyways, um, I I don't really have much for for clowns. I I mean, if, do you have a couple? I've really only kind of got one that can maybe touch on. So the sensitive subject, and obviously this is downplaying a very major issue in the NFL. Um, with the Brian Flores news. Um and his suing of the NFL and the Giants, Dolphins, and Broncos organizations. Um, obviously very serious things, and I do hope uh the problem is solved and that this this hiring issue, this head coach issue, is tackled in the NFL. Because like even look in Texas, how that I don't even fucking remember his name, but that asshole ran d-hop out of town like obviously yeah there we go like change is needed so i i hope um you know everything's able to go more than that or go well more than that i hope brian flores is able to coach again in the nfl because i really do love him as a coach obviously he did amazing things for my patriots um but i he really was kicking our ass with the Dolphins, like I, he sh- obviously I don't think shouldn't have should have been fired. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but but for the clown report, for the clown, I gotta call out Bill Belichick. As much as this hurts me, oh yeah, because the yeah. big things that's been brought up in this court case is Bill Belichick texted the wrong fucking Brian. 
That yeah, is that's... a giant's job. Because for those who don't know, um, Brian DeBall, who did get the uh, Giants head coach job, who came from the Buffalo Bills organization, was a former coach with Bill Belichick as well. So Bill Belichick reached out to Brian and said, hey, congratulations, Brian, on the head coaching job. That is wonderful. And Brian Floyd has said, my interview isn't until Thursday. And Bill said, I heard from the Giants and from the Bills that you're the guy. And Flores went, hey, you talking me or the ball? And I don't remember the exact, and obviously I'm paraphrasing. Uh, do look it up. I don't have the exact transcript in front of me. But something like Bill Belichick was just, fuck, sorry I messed that up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, exactly like, like what it was. I think it was malicious. Like, I'm not, but I was talking with a buddy, and I think he said it beautifully. It was an old man mistake. Like, the guy's, what, in his 60s? Don't give him shit for not being able to text the right person. Yeah. 20-year-olds do that. A six-year-old can obviously <laughs> do that. Um, some of the memes that have come out of it have been pretty spectacular, if I may say. Um, you know, just talking about him putting new contacts in his phone for, for White Brian and Black Brian, because obviously he <laughs> doesn't have their last names in there. But but again, I, I don't, personally, I don't, th- I don't view what uh, Belichick did as malicious or, or part of the issue. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't done with bad intentions. Hear me out. Here's a conspiracy theory. Okay. Do you think Bill Belichick knew what was going on? And do you think Bill Belichick knew Flores could be a guy to tackle this issue if Bill Belichick hinted at Obviously, Flores knew some of the shit that was going on. But do you think Bill Belichick knew that this could be a straw that could tip things over the edge and could could create a catalyst for change? And maybe Bill Belichick thought he couldn't just blatantly say this um, and what that might do to him in his league. And maybe he purposefully accidentally texted the wrong Brian. Maybe he cool. found out. Maybe he went, wait, hold up. You hired. You said you're higher than that guy, and you still got an interview with that guy on Thursday. What? Like maybe you went that ain't right. Yeah. Hey Brian, congrats. Huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. I just that's a conspiracy theory, but maybe, maybe that sly old fox has a few tricks left up his sleeve. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, I haven't seen anything about that, but I don't think there's anything this, about that. That's just what's come this, out of my fucking schizophrenic mind. And you know, in this day and age, anything is possible. So, I'm not yeah. gonna say maybe that's maybe that's what he's doing, but like, you know, it's, anything's possible, right? Yeah, and anything's possible, baby. That's what they say. Shall we end it there? Actually, I got. Uh, oh. I'm not gonna dive. I'm not gonna dive too big into it because it's it it, it is a very um, you know, whole sensitive topic. For um, sure. But going over to the Chicago Blackhawks in the NHL, obviously, uh, as everyone okay. knows, they had the whole um, scandal and, you know, everything that went on with, with Kyle Beach and covering all of that up. Mm. And so when, you know, everything, I, I want to say it was about like three, three months ago or so, when everything yeah. finally came to light regarding the whole situation, um, you know the Blackhawks did what they did, fired the the necessary guys and uh, and whatnot, and they made a mm-hmm. statement saying that they would be very 
um, you know, they, they would be part of a, a big push and a big movement to, you know, stand up to these type of uh, actions that occur in the sports world. And they want to be a big, big part of creating change within yeah. um, not, not only the hockey community, but the entire sports community worldwide. Mm-hmm. And then during a press conference yesterday, um, one reporter asked, uh, they kind of did like a sit down thing. I don't know who the other three were, but one of them okay. was uh, the Blackhawks chairman, Rocky Wirtz, I want to say his name is. Right. Um, and he was asked a question about the whole scandal and, and whatnot. I don't have the exact uh, uh, quote that was asked to him, but it was, mm-hmm. it was in regards to the whole thing. And his yep. response was just, we're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We are not going to talk about 2010. We are moving on. Hmm. And so, again, it's just another thing of just trying to shove it away, bury it. Yeah. And I think he also went on to say, you know, we did what we've done and the proper people have been fired and we're going to move on from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there and does come a point. You can't. You, can't yeah. do, you can't move on from it. <sighs> See, I don't know. Like what? What? What's? What's the more solution? Like get rid of the organization? Like you know what I mean? Like, well, no, but it's it's just more of a clown thing on them to to go back on on his previous statement saying you know we're gonna do what we can to help create change and for and sure those other things, but then saying now we're not gonna talk about it, we're gonna move on from it, throw it in the past. Yeah. And, and so now it's just a more more of a bad look on on their. Just kind of one hundred percent. Just one hundred percent original statement, but then going back on the other things yeah, that they've said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I think about it. No, you're 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 definitely right. He, I, I, he could have worded that differently. He, he should have, yeah. he should have worded it differently. Um, the, yeah, the man. I hope, I hope there's some good change in some of these leagues because, as as we've said in previous episodes, like, you know, when change needs to happen, obviously that trumps all, and and when change change needs to occur change needs to occur but oh i just like my sports being sports so let's yeah. kick these fucking racists out of the league and <laughs> let's, let's, let's get out get rid of the assholes and in with in with some fucking pure talent let's just let's do everything based off talent um yeah as it should fine. be but, but yeah i'm gonna throw chicago blackhawks in there yeah, i'm a clown you're, you're a clown i'm a clown and again, oh, yeah. word, I want to clarify, Belichick, Belichick's clown title was specifically just for accidentally texting the wrong guy. No, we, we, we'll, we'll throw him on there. Yeah, actually, you know, I kind of like his move, though. Maybe I should, like, text an ex-girlfriend just to let her know I have a new one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, shit, text the wrong one, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Call him oh, both the same Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Um, actually, you know, I, I have been thinking. Recently, I saw this, um, and I think it was, this is old news, but there's like this TikToker chick or something, and, and I won't get into it, but, but she's alleged of, of doing some shitty stuff to a guy, and, and I'm clearly uh, heavily understanding it, but, but she, she has been accused of some pretty awful shit. And she made just this god-awful apology video. And it was essentially, I'm not going to let the haters get me down. And then afterwards, she did an interpretive dance. Um, just kind of dancing on the haters. Yeah. Quite great. 
made me think, what if, and hear me out, NFL teams or sports teams in general did YouTuber-style apology videos? Honestly, I would I would hope that there would be very, very little because then that means obviously there's not a lot of, um, you know, bad things going on that require it. But that would honestly that imagine like of entertaining actually yeah like imagine if like the dolphins gm just had to like and do all the classic tropes like look at the camera kind of look down do the old side like hey guys they're just like sitting on their couch (laughs) yeah yeah like with the makeup off and a trashy hoodie his hair's up in a messy bun he's just like hey guys i did Ask Brian Flores to lose games for $100,000. But I'm still a good guy. And I would like you to hit that like button, subscribe, come to the next game, and buy some merch. (laughs) Honestly, that would actually be very exciting. That would be so exciting. I would really like that. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, again, I guess... It takes away from kind of the seriousness aspect of it, but no, so maybe, maybe at the same time. That, but at the same time, it's also kind of like a, a shame badge that they have to wear. It's like, yeah, hey, you no. did this. You, you're in the wrong. You have to go make a YouTube apology video <laughs> yes, now. Get a YouTube apology, <laughs> and, it, and it's gonna stay there forever. And what if they took after that girl and did have to end it with an interpretive dance? Bill Belichick, like, do an apology video then hitting the gritty afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> or hear me out. See, Bill Belichick wouldn't even do a video. He would just do, like, his press conference and his apology would just be like, we're on to Cincinnati. And then just, like, gritty off the stage. <laughs> we're on to Seattle. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I think that would be super, super fun and entertaining. Right. Maybe one. Well, I'll Maybe shoot one. an email off to Roger Goodell. Get him yeah, to get some apology videos in the league. ASAP. Well, yeah, but on that to... note, we're going to have to cut this episode off. What do you say there, Brandon? Shall we end it here? Oh, yeah. I think uh, we've got some some big stuff planned over the next coming days. We won't, uh, won't dive too much into any of that, but uh, lots of big things to come here for us. 100%. We will talk to you all soon. Hope to hear from you soon. Uh, you know, we haven't done this in a while, but I just want to quickly do this. Reach out to us on social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We're looking to expand. We're looking to get a uh, YouTube going, a lot of other things. If you're listening to this, you already already have us on Spotify, but we are PGO show on Instagram. You can also just look up post game overtime podcast. We might also pop up and uh, what's our, we are post game. No, we're just on Twitter. Just PG overtime. We are PG overtime on Twitter. And we are PGO Show on Instagram. Reach out to us there. Hit us up. Send us some stuff to chat with us. Um, we try and post every now and again. We try it. Brandon's an amazing tweeter. Um, I mean, what's that? We both run that account. It's a mystery. But uh, we like to throw some memes up on the Instagram every once in a while. We like to put stuff on our story. So reach out to us there. Uh, we want to talk. We want to be interactive with you guys. Real quickly, just popped up a couple hours ago from... Pro Football Talk on uh, Sunday Night Football on NBC, their their show. The Titans emerge as potential suitor for Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, I did see that. Um, someone to pull off financially, they say. Yes, something came up about how he was like allegedly building a house there or something. So, you know, a lot of exciting I mean, stuff. Yeah, as they will, but yeah. yeah, if uh, reach out to us on on either our Instagram or Twitter. Um, I I know we've talked about it before, but if we get enough people that uh, you know, just throwing some questions to us doesn't even have to be sports related. Any kind of questions at all, we will uh do our best to throw together yeah. a segment and answer all of them in an upcoming episode. So hopefully we can get there at some point. But uh, I think that wraps it up for, for everything we've got today. So thank you to everyone for listening and we will see you in episode seven.